We're talking about making our job a ministry. Jesus said in Matthew 10, verse 45, I did not come to be ministered unto or served. I came to minister and to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. And James said, anything you've done for one of my brothers here, however humble you have done it for me, talk quoting Jesus. God wants us, Jesus said that rather, not James. God wants us to recognize the importance of serving him and the importance of letting him be the Lord of our lives and that we can make a difference. And, and, and we do that by serving other people. How, how, what are some reasons I ought to serve people on the job? You say, well, it's hard enough to, to just do the job. Well, it makes life more meaningful if you, if you serve people. Jesus said, I came to minister, I came to serve. You see, God created you to minister. Paul declared that we are created in Christ Jesus for good works. Now, we can waste our lives or we can give them away. We can let God use us to help and bless others, and that's when life becomes meaningful. Jesus said, whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. The important thing is to be used of God in the lives of others. John Newton put it like this, if two angels in heaven were given assignments by God at the same time, one of them to go and rule over the great, greatest nation on earth and the other to sweep the streets of the dirtiest village, each angel would be completely indifferent as to which job he had. They would just obey God by doing what he said. You see, that's when we really serve. It's not how menial the task is. It's not how small the job is. It's I'm serving other people as I do that job. When we forget ourselves in service and, and lose ourselves, we begin to find life, Jesus said. And that's what really makes me like Christ because he didn't come to serve. He, came, he, he didn't come to be served but to serve. And that's what he did. Paul reminds us that he did not merely look out you do not merely look out for your own personal interest, but also for the interest of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus. That's found in Philippians 2, 4, and 5. Now, that's the opposite of our culture today. Our culture today says, you know, stick up for yourselves, think about yourselves, put yourselves first, do what's necessary for yourselves. This is the opposite of our culture and our climate today. One of the proofs that we are a follower of Christ is that we desire to help others and to serve them and minister to them. Unbelievers can say, who's going to meet my needs? But the key question for those of us who know Christ is, whose needs can I meet? Time Magazine not long ago did an issue called, Why is Service So Bad? The answer is because we, are out to, we live in a consumer society. We're out to serve ourselves, and it's what can you do for me? The CEO of a major airline said our biggest problem is finding people who are willing to serve. I think that's the, that's the greatest need of every, of, every, of every company and every institution in America, finding people who are willing to really serve. Jesus constantly served people. One day as he ate with his disciples, as recorded in John 13, Jesus said, this, or the Bible says this, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So Jesus was fully aware that he was God and all-powerful. So he got up from the meal and wrapped a towel around his waist and washed the disciples' feet. You see, he realized who he was. He was from God. He was God. He was going back to be with God. 
So what does he do? Tell them how great he is. Tell them how they ought to serve him. Tell them that somebody ought to get on their knees and wash his feet. No, he gets up and he grabs the towel and he grabs the wash basin and he begins to wash the dirty feet of the disciples who had walked in on the sandy roads on their way to that time. That's what Jesus calls us to do is to serve. It will be rewarded too in eternity. Jesus said, if we're faithful in a few things, then he will reward us with far greater things. It's, it will be exciting if we can hear Jesus say to us when we stand before him, not for salvation because that's been settled, but for our, our, how he wants to, to bless us in eternity by saying, well done. Jesus said in John 12, 25, if any man serves me, the Father will honor him. And as we get the honor from the Father, that makes a world of difference because we are being specially used by God. And as we serve others, then we experience something that helps us to grow and, and strengthen our own lives. What are some of the ways to serve others in our job? Well, I think, first of all, accept other people unconditionally. When you accept people as they are, you minister to them. You see, so often we're prejudiced against people because of all kinds of reasons, how they act, what they do, how they look. You know, but everyone needs acceptance because most people today are very insecure. And if we give them acceptance, then we develop a rapport with them, a relationship with them that no one else can. Everybody wants to be accepted and loved as they are. Nobody's perfect. We all have faults, weaknesses, hang-ups. And if we accept them, then it's important. Paul said, accept one another just as Christ also accepts us to take to the glory of God, Romans 15, 7. And that's, that's really a command to us. Don't confuse acceptance with approval. Now, that's a different thing. You can accept people as they are without approving of their lifestyle, their, their attitudes, their activities, what they do. Jesus <clears throat> did that all the time. He accepted people as they were. He was called the friend of sinners because he hung out with them. They knew he didn't, he didn't like what they were doing. He knew that, that he didn't accept their lifestyle, but they knew that he loved them and accepted them as they were. How can I accept these people at work? Well, look past their behavior and try to see their heart. That's the key. They're hurting. That's why they're acting as they act. People who are hurting hurt others. People who are away from God act like people away from God. People who act the worst and deserve are the ones who deserve acceptance the most. They, de they deserve it the least but need it the most. People who need acceptance often will settle for attention. Children do that. They try to get attention by outrageous behavior. But that just signals that they really need love and acceptance. Another thing we can do is, continue, is encourage others continually. Barnabas did that. The Bible said he, he was an encourager. His name means the son of encouragement. And we encourage others. Rome, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Encourage one another and build, them, build up one another. And at work tomorrow, there are three true facts about the people you're working with. Everybody's having a tough time. Everybody has a hidden hurt. And everybody needs a lift. So that being true, everybody's got something going on in their lives that could stand some encouragement. Paul says, 
in Ephesians 4, speak only words that edify or build people up. And that can be your ministry, the ministry of encouragement, the ministry of helping people feel better about life and themselves. Treat them the way you want them to become, and they will come near becoming that. I hope you'll do that today. God bless you. Have a great day.